Hello everyone and welcome to Celtic Preacher Podcast 148 and today we have a parable from Jesus that's quite clear, quite straightforward, it's a teaching, it's a reminder to not give in to discouragement. It's a reminder to not lose heart. So I've been thinking about this whole idea of discouragement this week, I've been paying attention to what is encouraging and strengthening and what is discouraging and energy draining. Now, you might be like me in the sense that you're fortunate enough to have people in your life that are encouragers. Someone or a few people, maybe a friend, a family member, someone at church, uh, people someone that encourages you. What a great gift that is, isn't it? That you can call someone or someone calls you or you meet with someone and they they strengthen you in some way. Now, here's the thing. This is what I've noticed with people who are an encouragement to me. All the encouraging people I know are not without their struggles. All the encouraging people I know they're not without their disappointments and various different kinds of suffering. It's more a case that encouragers don't completely focus on what's wrong. They don't completely focus on what isn't going the way they want. And instead, their focus and their attention are on other things, deeper truths, deeper realities, really a bigger picture. In other words, rather than the daily discouragements, focusing on the daily discouragements that we will have forgotten a year from now, people that have that gift of encouragement are really not thinking about the daily things that, you know, discourage us, trip us up, frustrate us, They're concentrating on something else. Now, this is all easier said than done because knowing how to discipline your mind and your thoughts and your attention takes a lot of practice. Particularly if you're going through a difficult time, particularly if you you have a trial of some kind, it's not easy to... Focus your attention on the right things. There's a great phrase in the New Testament, fix your eyes on Jesus. It's a way of saying, are you thinking about the right things? Are you thinking about what is true and what is good, ultimately? Or are you thinking about this particular frustrating, troublesome moment that you have today? Yeah, it's interesting that Jesus has this phrase, don't lose heart. Because that tells us, doesn't it, that Jesus knew that we would be tempted to lose heart. And I think it's common. I think you can be thinking about something, praying about something, wondering about something, trying to sort something out, and nothing changes. And that's when we get discouraged. 
It's like, how can I be asking God about this? How can I be praying for something for so long and nothing really gets better? Nothing really changes. That can become discouraging. Why do I keep waiting? Common, common questions, I think, that people have. Particularly if you're struggling with something long-term, like an illness or a difficult family situation that's unresolved or an unmet need, something prolonged. These are even more challenging. Why isn't God helping me? So this is what Jesus addresses some of these topics this morning. The disciples like us had many, many questions about prayer. And Jesus knows that they will face challenges in the future, particularly after he's no longer with them physically. So while he is with them, he's only with them three short years. Jesus addresses times in our lives when we are asking, we are praying, we are thinking, and nothing seems to be happening. There's no forward movement. Then what? Then, then how do we, how are we supposed to think about times like these? Well, we can wonder all sorts of things, can't we? Maybe God doesn't care, or maybe my life is too insignificant and small, or maybe I'm asking for the wrong thing, or Jesus says, and this is, this is not always easy to remember. It's never a case that God doesn't care. So he tells this parable to a group of his disciples who are at the point of giving up on prayer because they're losing heart. They're world weary. This is from Luke 18. Jesus told them a parable about their need to always pray and not lose heart. Now, what is intriguing about this parable is, and I'll give you it shortly, what's intriguing about this parable is, is that Jesus doesn't really address the most obvious question about prayer. And the most obvious question for us is, usually, why are things still the same? Why is nothing changing? Why are my prayers not being answered? Now, he doesn't address that particular question because there's something more important that Jesus thinks we need to grasp at some level. People lose heart when nothing's changing. People lose heart when they feel like nothing they do makes any difference at all. Jesus never sat down with his disciples and gave a long explanation as to why their circumstances don't change or why their prayers are apparently unanswered. Instead, he concentrated on who we're actually talking to, who we are praying to. Jesus believed it was very important we know what kind of God we're communicating with. Now, certainly a good father, right? We have that image. Um, certainly in the Lord's Prayer, 
when the disciples asked him, teach us how to pray, he said, okay, start off with us, our Father in heaven. And it's interesting the way that he starts that prayer because it's almost like, okay, first thing you need to know is who you're talking to, what kind of a God you're talking to. Because this is like the best parent that you can ever imagine. So for Jesus, it's very important to remember what God is like. Because if you don't know what God is like or if you forget, you can get weary and you can lose heart and you can end up thinking, well, God doesn't care, it's all up to me. Jesus even begins the parable with, that's not the case. That's not the case. So Jesus reminds us of the character of God. When things aren't going well, for whatever reason, we can project all sorts of character traits on God. Or maybe we're not even projecting. Maybe we were taught this in the past, you know, that God isn't very approachable or God is so holy and good and you're not, God would never pay attention to you or whatever. We pick up all sorts of strange ideas. Jesus is always correcting our strange ideas about God. You know, we can think God is unavailable or stern or critical or judgmental or whatever. So he starts the parable. Parable begins with a certain judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. Now, there's your first clue that obviously this is not, <laughs> obviously this doesn't represent God. Parable begins. There was a certain judge who neither feared God nor had respect for people. So the judge in the story obviously doesn't represent God. So there's this judge who is corrupt, he's mean, and there's a poor widow in the parable. He's powerful and mean, and she's poor and she's vulnerable. Remember 2,000 years ago in Jesus' day, the widows were, the widows epitomized the, the most needy in society. And she goes to this judge and she pleads for justice. And she asks and she asks for justice. And the corrupt judge has no interest at all in her and her plight, but she's very persistent. And she keeps on asking and she keeps on asking. Eventually, this mean judge gives up and says, okay, okay, I'll give you your justice. I'll give you what you want. Now go away and leave me alone. Basically, she wears this mean judge down with her persistence. And the parable ends. It's like Jesus is saying, now look, obviously, God is not like a mean, corrupt judge. But here's the thing. Even if this ruthless character eventually does the right thing, albeit from the wrong motive, even if this, even if this mean judge eventually listens to her and gives her what she needs, even if this cold-blooded, hard-hearted, merciless judge eventually does the right thing. Surely you've got to believe that your gracious, loving, good God will never hold anything 
that is good from you. God's not like that corrupt judge that you need to keep nagging and nagging into doing the right thing. So he uses this comparison. It's a, it's a parable about a corrupt judge and a poor widow. Eventually the judge gives in, does the right thing, so he gets some peace and quiet. Jesus says, look, even if this judge eventually does the right thing, you've got to believe that God is so much better than that, right? So it's like, okay, Jesus, then why are my prayers not answered? Well, listen, he's saying it's not because God doesn't care. And it's not because God doesn't hear. There's a great line in this parable. Will not God grant justice to his chosen ones who cry out day and night? Will God delay long in helping them? In other words, God will always do the right thing. God will always do the right thing. And then he ends the, and he ends the parable with, this is an interesting line to end it. When the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? It's like, when the delay is long, you're not going to give up, are you? When things aren't quite the way you need them to be, you're not going to completely give up and get discouraged, are you? And give up on the whole thing. This is a great line from Eugene uh, Crider, who's a professor at Luther. He said, this is a quote. Let me give you this quote because I've been thinking about it today a lot. Prayer doesn't necessarily change things. The good of prayer is not dependent on the outcome. Prayer does not necessarily change things, but one continues to pray, and in the act of prayer itself, something is given to the one who prays. So he's saying, maybe nothing changes when you pray. But that doesn't mean to say that you're not being changed. I wonder too, I was thinking about this, I wonder if a part of the troubles that we have with prayer is, is because somewhere along the line we picked up the teaching that if you pray, things will change and get better. And yet, that's not necessarily the whole truth. Uh, Jesus says it is important to pray, but he doesn't say so that everything will go the way you want it to go, right? In other words, the good of prayer is not dependent on us getting the outcome that we would like to have. I mean, maybe nothing changes externally when you pray. And maybe you can't see any change in the situation. Maybe the situation gets worse. What if it gets worse? Jesus would say, pray, don't lose heart. Because it's changing you. Prayer is changing you. The good of prayer isn't dependent on us getting the outcome that we think that we need and we want. You know, another way of looking at prayer is too is 
we are learning how to live with the reality of what we have to face today. That's another way of looking at it when we're praying. And again, I don't think there's anything wrong in asking for change or asking for healing or asking for something new or there's nothing wrong in asking. But I wouldn't, it certainly seems to to be unwise to have everything depend upon a particular answer. Because when we have a specific goal in sight, and when we simply, when we pray with a specific goal and a time frame, that's a bit of a setup for losing heart, as Jesus calls it. It's kind of guaranteed soul weariness, right? Because when, when the months pass or the years pass, you could end up saying, what is the point of this? God doesn't answer. There is no change. Well, Jesus would say, have you changed? Have you changed? Are there, are there perhaps changes, but they're not the changes that you hoped for? I think prayer is talking to God and staying connected to God no matter what happens, no matter what the outcome. You know, St. Paul didn't get what he prayed for. Right? Remember the thorn in his side? Remember that prayer? Famous prayer of St. Paul? He kept praying that God would remove this problem. We don't really know what it was. He just says, it's a thorn in my side, Paul said. And apparently this prayer went unanswered for a long time. And eventually Paul says, um, well, you know, even if I keep this thorn, maybe if this problem never goes away, I'm still going to look to God and trust in God. And by God's grace, I'm going to be okay. And that's, I think, the strength of prayer. That's the strength of it. That's the outcome of faithful, persistent prayer. You end up saying, God, you know what I'm struggling with, right? And you know what I've been asking for. And I'm trusting that I'm going to be okay whatever happens. Whatever happens, because prayer starts to change us. It keeps us open. It keeps us open. So this heroine in the parable, this this widow, you know, she sort of models this insistent, dogged, relentless pursuing. And Jesus admires that tenacity, right? He admires it. It's like, yeah, this is, you know, she, she keeps she keeps looking. She keeps looking to this judge. She's not going to give up. Now, if she can do this in the parable, do you think that you could do that with your good God who cares? That you wouldn't get discouraged and you wouldn't get easily put off when you believe that there's a long, long, long delay in something that you would dearly like to see. Yeah, there's the prayer, there's the heart cry. It's like, God, help me to help me to stay strong, help me to keep going and not give up and lose heart and help me to 
put my hope in something that can never change. Your goodness and your intentions toward me. Well, thank you for joining me. You have been listening to Celtic Preacher. Join with me again next week for another episode.